Prather Stafford with the Girls That Create podcast on Word of Mom Radio. My guest today, Volta Voloshin Smith, defines color snack as a color infused bit of art aimed to feed your soul and inspire creative risks in your sketchbook. It is also the name of her business. Voloshin Smith's mission to watercolor the world can be seen in her custom illustrations and animated gifts, brand activations, and workshops she leads for notable brands like Dallas Mavericks. Home Depot, Michael Stores, and others. She has taught thousands of students in her online and in-person watercolor workshops, where she encourages everyone to rediscover their inner artist. Voloshin Smith is the creator of Watercolor Meditations, a concept and online class that combines breathing exercises with watercolor techniques for a calming and relaxing experience. She is also one of my classmates in the inaugural class for the Dallas Mavericks Business Assist MBA program. Welcome to Girls That Create, Volta Voloshin-Smith. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I want to kind of go back to the beginning. When you were younger growing up, were there any artists or anyone that you saw that really made an impact on you that you were kind of like, wow, I just love those illustrations and that color. And, you know, maybe this is something I might want to do someday. Yeah, that is such a great question. One thing that comes to mind, I remember when I was really small, it was in kindergarten, one of the teachers would draw like Barbie dolls and she was just so good at drawing the human form that I was just like, oh my God, I thought she knew magic or something. I thought it was so fascinating. And then a few years later, I stumbled upon a Japanese cartoon and anime called Sailor Moon. And that was like an instant hook for me. And I didn't always make the connection of like, why do I love watercolor so much? But after I had revisited that show many years later, I realized it's all watercolor and it's all like vibrant, colorful things. And there's cats in it, strong female characters. And I'm like, this is why I love watercolor so much. And all these things, they make sense. <laughs> And you didn't start your career as a watercolor illustrator. You actually went to school and got a degree in marketing and business and actually even an MBA. So what brought you back to the, that creative self? How did you kind of realize that art was actually the path that was calling to you? It, it took me a while to get back into my creative path. I think I'm very grateful for my parents who, you know, we immigrated together so that you know, they mostly did it so that I would have a better opportunity at like jobs and all that stuff. And I'm very grateful that they guided me to go to business school, to to get my degree. But I always felt like I didn't necessarily belong with most of the people and like in these classrooms, it just felt weird and not, I don't know, it just did not align with me. And then later on, I like worked in the corporate world, worked in an agency, and I still felt that something was missing, that I wasn't truly being my authentic self. And that, during that time was when I picked up a copy of The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I think that book is just really incredible and can change someone's life. So if someone feels 
stuck in the path they're on. I think that book is so great to help you get back to what is it that really like sets your soul on fire kind of thing. So it, it was really that book that helped me start to discover that I really like I need creativity, I need art in my life. And I'm grateful now that I did the business school because I, you know, obviously run a business now. So nothing was wasted, but I just feel like it's, it's definitely more aligned where it's like creativity and business together. Yeah. I think one of the statement that I've always carried with me from someone who appeared on our creator spotlight series is that all artists are actually entrepreneurs. It just sometimes takes a while to actually recognize that and realize yeah. that you are indeed an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I and I think for like the very first few years where I was like, okay, I'm I'm actually gonna pursue this creative path. I had my business brain and I had my artist brain. And it was really hard to kind of marry them together or, or you know, essentially to see that what I have to offer has value and then I can promote or share about this values, how I bring in money to pay for bills. So it, it definitely was a process. It wasn't just like right off the bat. It was, it was kind of like, it had to be a, a process of kind of coming together of two, two of these, I guess, sides of me. I want to go back to Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, because one of the things, one of the practices that I think a lot of people may be familiar with, but if you're not, is her idea of the morning pages. And I know you've shared in a previous interview just kind of about how that made such an impact on you. Um, can you kind of explain the morning pages and why that has been a great exercise for creatives? Yes, absolutely. It's one of my favorite practices. So essentially, morning pages are you're writing three pages in the morning and you're just doing like free style writing. So even if you're stuck with, uh, oh, I have nothing to write about, you literally just write that sentence over and over again until something will like eventually your mind will be like, okay, let me write about my to-do list or let me write about, you know. So it's it's a great way to basically release all your thoughts, all, all those things that are kind of blocking you in this freestyle writing you, and you just do three pages in the morning, each morning, and then you're done. And what I found that there's definitely resistance at the beginning as you're trying to build up this habit, but eventually it, it just becomes like such a great way to release negative thoughts, worries, whatever, because once you're putting them, writing them down, they seem less scary. They seem more like, ah, I can, you know, I can handle this. I can do this. So yeah, I am a huge fan of morning pages. <laughs> What attracts you to watercolor? Like, why is that the medium that is called to you of all the different, you know, ways you can express yourself in art? Yeah, oh, I love this question. I I think the main reason why I was so drawn to watercolor. So aside from like my influence from my childhood, I just love how accessible watercolors are in terms of they're portable. If you have a small set, you can take it with you anywhere. You can just open up a palette and start painting. You don't have to worry about, oh, I need to get an apron or there's going to leave a mess. It's it's very much if you're short on time as far as doing something creative for yourself, it's very easy to just pick up and start playing with colors. So I was instantly drawn because I kind of rediscovered watercolors while I was working full-time and going to grad school full-time and I didn't have any free time for anything no social life but I was like you know I'm gonna like this is fun and I can just spend five minutes and feel a little better <laughs> so I think that's kind of the primary reason why I love it so much you had mentioned that going to the grocery store is actually one of the ways you cheer yourself up like that's one of your happy places 
Why in your art, food and snacks make are pretty predominantly in your work. What's the attraction? What makes you just love to capture food and snacks and that whole genre in your artwork? Growing up in Moldova, I would go visit my grandmother in the summer. And those memories that I collected were so special because she had this beautiful garden and it was you know, in the summertime, it was like ready for harvest and beautiful, fresh fruits and veggies and berries and everything. And I really attribute my love for that is it comes from that experience and that having a tactile experience with those fruits and veggies that now, you know, whenever I do feel a little down, I'll go to a grocery store, or farmer's market, and just all those colorful things, they just cheer me up. So... <laughs> That's that's kind of where it, where it comes from. And in that you've actually named your business the Color Snack. So how did that how did that name come about? Was that something that you that just popped in your head one day? Was it kind of like a slow immersion as you're doing the, your work and kind of figure out what to name your business? Yeah, I, actually it it did kind of just randomly pop into my head one day and I thought, "Oh my god, this is perfect." But what I was trying to come up with at the time was, so I started a blog, my business started as a blog and I was like, I want to do five minute, you know, very short five minute tutorials for people that don't have time to be creative, but I want to show them that you can make time for creativity. So it's essentially was a snack of color, you know, it's kind of like, here's your little tutorial of the day. And then I think eventually it kind of helped me discover that I really love food as well. So I didn't instantly make that connection of like why food is so important to me or why I want to draw it and portray it in different ways. So I I just, I think it's, it's kind of cool that it started as one, one meaning, but then it acquired a, sec, a second meaning of like colorful snacks and colorful foods. I love the connection about the nourishment too. Like you're nourishing, like food is nourishing obviously to the body and then creativity is nourishing to, you know, the soul. And I would, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the importance of all of us actually making that little time for to be creative and why it's important to have that in our lives. Even if you may work in a field where you don't feel that there's a lot of opportunity to quote unquote, make art or be creative in traditional ways, but that doesn't necessarily mean you don't, shouldn't make that space to have those activities. Yeah. I, I think the main thing that attracts me to creativity is that it helps me calm myself. So I, I have generalized anxiety and I also sometimes struggle with depression. And I found that doing art, making art helps me get into a more like calmer space. And by doing that, I get to be more creative and have more ideas. So, and even someone who isn't, you know, in the art space, creating art, they could still benefit from doing something creative because it helps them express themselves it helps you kind of disconnect from your thoughts by focusing on what's in front of you. And then that alone just, you know, brings that sense of calm into your life and also helps you be more creative in, in your day-to-day -day job. Or like, that's that's how I feel like ideas happen is it's it's really hard to think of good ideas when you're stressed out. <laughs> so so I, I think art making, and it doesn't have to be a visual form of art. I'm of course biased towards watercolors. I think they're the best, but I think it's it's a great way to like start with something and then try to discover different things and like what clicks for you, like what kind of resonates with you as far as expressing yourself. And I know you've taught students both in person and online in watercolor workshops. 
And why, you know, when you kind of see that, I'm guessing that you see that people are kind of picking up the paintbrush and putting the paint and doing it themselves. And that just that wonderful sense of using our hands for something. Because I think you feel like we're so much now on devices that there is something to be said about getting to actually create using our own fingers and thoughts and just making something happen. And I'd love to just kind of hear what you've experienced in watching the you know, people go through that workshop process. Yeah, I honestly, like that is my favorite part of what I do is seeing others, you know, they light up because they're like, look, I made this and I thought I couldn't make art or be an artist. And honestly, that's my life goal is to just help as many people as I can to unlock that part of themselves. Because I, I know from my own experience how I felt before I dis rediscovered art and how it made me feel afterwards and how it helped me get through some really challenging times in my life. So I just think it's such a great tool in so many ways. It's fun, it's creative, it can help, you know, helps with the mental health aspect. It's just absolutely my favorite part is, is seeing people's reactions in the workshops. So your work has been featured in collaborations with many major brands. What was it like working with those companies and how did it feel like kind of seeing your artwork suddenly, wow, it's out there and it's like actually like in a very large platform. So how was that process and feeling and just kind of seeing, you know, you actually taking that next step with your art? I will say that is such an incredible feeling to, to see that big brands like that value what I have to offer. And it is also very encouraging as far as the career of an artist goes, because it shows that there is need for art and you can make money and you don't have to align yourself with the stereotype of a struggling artist. You know, there are so many opportunities. It's just about positioning yourself and what you have to offer in a way that helps the bigger brand achieve their goals. So I'm very grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way. And I love seeing when other fellow artists experience the same thing because you know if it's a brand that hasn't worked with me yet and I see an artist that has it just gives me so much hope it's like look it happened for them so it can happen for me too you know I just gotta keep going so I, I find that very encouraging and absolutely like full of gratitude for for all the companies that I've worked with so far. And I think too, one of the things in your in, um, in your art, you actually have incorporated animation because we're obviously, since we're online so much more than we've ever been, obviously in the past, that kind of making art move is definitely taken off. Can you share just incorporating animation and how you've kind of uh, taken your art to that next step, that next level? Yeah. So my animation journey started not too long after I decided to pursue art full time and seriously. And I, I noticed that for one thing, like all of the social media platforms were moving towards video. So that was my first hint. And then I also all of a sudden, because I've been following so many watercolor artists, I was thinking, well, how do I stand out? Like, how do I make my art be a little different than someone else. And then, you know, that was the other layer of it. And then I think subconsciously, I still was probably so imprinted as a child with the animation, the anime Sailor Moon, because it's all animated and it's with watercolors. And and now it makes perfect sense of why I so drawn to art. combine yeah. the two. <laughs> yeah, amazing moving art that you're like telling these stories and it's like, okay, I get it. And there's so many wonderful examples of animation that have the stories and kind of capture the audience. And I think it's definitely 
people understood with Disney, like the importance of it. We can see it now in different avenues besides just animation film. Now it's kind of cropping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so I know you have a book, Watercolor Snacks, Inspiring Lessons for Sketching and Painting Your Favorite Foods. How did that come about? And why did you decide to kind of put a le- basically lessons into a book for others to pick up and kind of you know discover their own way of illustrating food? So watercolor snacks came about, it was actually in the summer of 2020, which was very strange year for everybody. I had a publisher reach out to me because they had seen one of my classes on Skillshare and I had created that class three years prior. So at the time I was at the very beginning of my journey as an artist, but I want, I just had that desire to teach. And, you know, I was, I don't know all the things about watercolor, but I know a few things and let me teach them. So I created that class and it did really well on the platform. And that's how my publisher found me. And they were like, Hey, we saw your class on ice creams. Would you like to do a book on how to paint food? Because there aren't really any books that explain how to paint food with watercolor. I instantly, I said yes, because I thought that was such a cool opportunity. And honestly, like from all the creative projects that I've done up until now, writing that book has been the most fulfilling. It's just, it it was like a different way of sharing what I already know, like a different format, but I don't know. It's so special to have something that is like printed and it can reach so many people and I'm so grateful for everyone that's purchased a copy and that I've gotten some like such positive feedback on it so it is just like such a special way to connect with someone else is having that like physical you know (laughs) aspect of the book absolutely you've mentioned online the importance of finding a community can you expand on why that's crucial especially for female artists Yes, I am a huge fan of finding a community because at the beginning of my journey as an artist, I felt so alone. You know, I I had left the corporate slash agency world and all my friends and my network was, you know, in that space. And I was all of a sudden just over here doing my own thing. And not really, I didn't really know anyone else that was doing similar things. And it was really lonely and hard and eventually I kind of stumbled into a few different communities that I just feel like I feel so supported because if I have a question I can reach out to people and we we always like have you know struggles that we can relate to and that definitely helps with like problem solving or just like being heard out and really understood I think it's it's super important because it sucks to do things by yourself you know so why why make it hard when you can join a group of people and we all benefit from sharing our experience and knowledge what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've had as an artist and an entrepreneur and you know just a, and as a business owner what's been one of the things that you've really struggled to kind of overcome i would say public speaking probably and coupled with my generalized anxiety Not a lot of people know this, but before I do, you know, I love teaching. And like, once I start teaching, I'm like in the zone. I just am, you know, completely immersed in it. But right before a workshop or before I do a public speaking event or appearance, I have an upset stomach. I have major anxiety symptoms that I have to fight through. It's just like my brain is like, oh no, this is scary. Don't do it. But 
I know that I have done it many times before. So it's just kind of, I would say, dealing with that aspect of, okay, here we go. Like, I know, I know I'm going to experience these symptoms. So I just need to prepare myself and budget some extra time to, you know, get myself feeling okay. So yeah, I, I would say, I would say it's definitely the element of just being on and kind of seen in, in a way that is kind of terrifying, but at the same time, very rewarding because I get to connect with so many people. So it's always fighting with my brain. And that makes sense too, because as artists, I think if you want to put out the work, you're like, oh, I don't really need to be out there. My work is what's out there. And that's what's important. And yeah, but but as a business owner, you realize that, oh, actually, I also have to be out there. Exactly. Yeah. And and I, I really think that had it not been of me being on this journey, I would not just on my own have grown in this way because I, I literally had to, you know, overcome this so that I could, you know, pay my bills. Like if I don't open my mouth and say what I do, someone's not going to know how they could work with me. <laughs> it was as simple as that. So, and it was okay. Yeah. I really have to overcome this and just get comfortable. And And the thing is, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And if someone listening feels, oh my gosh, I'm terrified of speaking up or or approaching someone, it is scary, but it definitely gets easier. And if someone like me can do it, an introvert with terrible anxiety, especially about meeting new people, that you could totally do it. <laughs> We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. This episode of the Girls That Create podcast is brought to you by the Girls That Create website where we provide parenting resources for raising creative girls, while also encouraging greater female representation across the arts. Visit us at www.girlsthatcreate.com, where you'll find articles by some of our podcast guests, including Dr. Michelle Borba, Jessica Leahy, Renee Trudeau, and many more. You can also sign up for the Girls That Create newsletter at www.girlsthatcreate.com slash newsletter. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. 
Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit brainlovehealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back with the Girls That Create podcast on Word of Mom Radio. My guest today, Volta Voloshin-Smith, is a watercolorist and owner of her business, The Color Snack. One thing I think about, and this is, I mean, I have one of my daughters is very artistic, but, you know, as a parent, you always kind of you know your child's going to face rejection. That's just part of life. But you also know when they're putting out creative endeavors that that rejection can actually be even more forthcoming. And sometimes it's kind of hard to embrace that. You know it's going to happen, but you're still like, oh, I just, I, you know it's part of growing though. And I would just love to hear your thoughts on how to help either you're, you have a creative kid or you're yourself are creative, like how to kind of work through rejection because it's inevitable when you put stuff out there, you're going to get rejected. Absolutely. How do you kind of um, keep going? Yeah, oh, rejection is so hard. And I think the most important part of it is is allowing yourself to feel those feelings. First, like not just be like, okay, well, I'm supposed to, you know, experience like rejections happen. So let me just move through this and like get over it. Well, you, you can't get over it right away because it does hurt. Like sometimes you do take things personally. And actually like just last week, I had a series of rejections happen like back to back usually they comes like one at a time. <laughs> and this instance, there were a few and it just kind of, you know, rattled me a little bit. And, but I, I allow myself to feel, you know, the sting of rejection and then felt my feelings and then decided to be like, okay, well, I can't control what those people will say. Will they want to work with me or not? But I can focus on things that I can control. So making more art or, you know, doing another tutorial or something that makes me feel accomplished and more in control of my life as opposed to feeling kind of, oh, well, my self-worth depends on what someone else said. And of course, that's not true, but it is what we feel in that moment, you know, because we were so attached, especially as an artist, you're like, kind of identify with your art and you're like, why didn't they want to buy this art piece? <laughs> but you just have to try to separate yourself as much as possible from the thing that you create because you yourself are already worthy and lovable and you know, art is just a part of you. And sometimes people, you know, may not be ready to buy the art piece or may not be the right time. You know, it just different things happen that we really don't know of why we got rejected. Probably the short answer is to practice self-love is the more you do that, the easier it will be to deal with rejections because you realize that it's not it's not you, it's just like something you created and then you can create something more and better next time. <laughs> I think it's important to be mindful, to be kind to ourselves. We need to treat ourselves as much as we treat other people. When a friend comes and says they've been rejected, they're having a hard time. And then think about how do we treat ourselves that way as well? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
growing up, I know you mentioned you had the teacher who drew the Barbies in the book and you thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Was there someone else along your journey that kind of helped steer you towards art that kind of helped you realize that that was uh, calling to you? Yeah, I I will have to say it's my husband, Dan. He has always supported and has seen that side of me that I didn't necessarily show to other people or nobody at work knew that I was into this. And throughout the years that we've lived together, he's just always encouraged me to pursue it. And I'm super grateful. And for as cheesy as it sounds, like on the first page of my book, I, I dedicated it to him because had it not been for his encouragement to keep going, I would not be on this path. And I, I think it's it's so important to have someone in your life that does encourage you to pursue that thing that really speaks to you. And and I know that it's sometimes it's hard to find someone like that. Like you, you don't always like get to be around a person like that, but try your hardest to find because it's it's it definitely makes things a little bit easier or like in terms of like easier to overcome. <laughs> Or an online community that could provide Yes, that. yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is there a certain food or color that you kind of feel drawn to when you're actually kind of in those moments where you're like, I just want to quiet my mind and just kind of flow? Or do you just go wherever your paintbrush is taking you? Yeah, uh, I, uh, let me see. I think I'm mostly drawn, well, like very drawn to fruits and veggies. I think my go-to is painting oranges or lemons or peaches, something that's kind of where I can drop in several different colors and kind of see how they're floating together. So I would say like, that's my go-to because I I like to be playful. A lot of the food illustration that I do is very precise and kind of has to, you know, I have to basically portray the food as it looks. So it's, it's a little bit, you know, I have to like take my time with it more precision as opposed to like playfulness. And whenever I relax, I just am completely drawn to the other side of it where I'm just like, oh, colors everywhere. It doesn't have to be super perfect. Like I'm just letting myself have fun. In your process in the day, do you just set aside time, you know, specific projects, but then you also just leave open spaces to just kind of see whatever happens, happens? I do. It has been kind of a wave, I would say. So I, I don't always, haven't always done it, but I have periods of my life throughout this journey where I will do, you know, daily sketchbook, something doodles or something like quick sketches. And right now I'm, I'm in another one of those seasons where I just feel so connected to my sketchbook that I'll, I'll just have like, I'll spend 15 minutes to do something that really just kind of fills up my cup. And then you know, now I'm good and I can, you know, go, go pour into others and do other things. So I found that whenever I steer away from this practice, I kind of, I become cranky and, (laughs) you know, it just kind of gets to me. So I'm like, okay, I I need this for my mental health. So I have to dedicate time. And go to the grocery store or the farmer's market. Yeah. (laughs) What advice would you give to a young girl who's really interested in wanting to pursue a career in illustration? Oh my gosh. My number one advice would be to draw as much as possible. Like spend your time observing and any kind of look whatever's around you and try to capture that. And it doesn't matter like how good or precise it looks like with time, the more you draw, you have to put in those drawing or painting miles, you know, so to speak, where in order to have a career, if you want to pursue this professionally, you know, 
you just have to practice, 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 practice. And at first it's gonna, you know, you're gonna start, like you're gonna see art that you like and you're gonna try to imitate and, you, and you're gonna wanna do the exact same thing, but it won't instantly click, but it will with time. So I think just like having the patience and spending as much time as possible drawing. I know there's that idea of the journey of finding your style that can kind of sometimes be very challenging for an artist, especially in illustration. Like, what is my style? And it's almost like there's so many amazing influences. It can be feel overwhelming to discover, well, what's mine though? Like, which way do I want to go? What are your thoughts on exploring? Is it playing with, you know, kind of inspiration from others, you know, styles and just kind of seeing what comes out from your own or just kind of, as you said, slowly just over and over and over again, practicing and just drawing things? Yeah, the style is a very interesting question. And definitely it's something that takes time to develop. So I I will be honest, I, for the longest time, I didn't think I had a style because I'm like, well, I'm just painting the food that I see. But other people have been telling me, it's no, when I see your art, I know it's you. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I guess I have a style. But I I will say like experimenting with different maybe tools, techniques, seeing what you're drawn to, like, are you really drawn to flowers or, you know, maybe there's like a particular symbol of something that you want to include in your work and it symbolizes something to you, but not everyone, you know, is aware of it right away. So style can be a difficult thing to approach, but it, it all comes back to, you know, showing up for your art practice and really treating it as an experiment. So the more you experiment, the more you're going to uncover, peel those layers and figure out, oh, this is me, this is me. And actually, I want to share that um, I I was, you know, playing around with my sketchbook these past few weeks. And you'll see like the first few pages, I was like struggling because I tried one pen, didn't quite like it. Try another pen, you know, with watercolors, also didn't like it. And it took me like a little bit of kind of experimenting until I felt that I have arrived at a style for my sketchbook, which was, I don't know if you're familiar with these rainbow pencils. I think they're called like magic pencils that have several colors in them. So when you, when you're drawing, the color just changes randomly. I love them. And I've noticed that if I combine them with watercolor, I can just add like little details with those particular pencils, which are also colorful. Well, that gives my art or like sketches like a particular style. And I just, I felt so happy when it clicked, but you know, it didn't click right away. It took me some experimenting. So all this to say that, you know, keep, keep playing with your art supplies and you'll, you'll be amazed at what you can uncover. As a business owner, what is something you wish you could go back and tell yourself when you first started out? Ooh, as a business owner. Okay. Okay. I know one advice I would give myself when I was starting out would be to go to more networking events and practice and maybe take some classes on public speaking. So I later last year, I took a Dale Carnegie leadership training course. And all that is, is it helps you like there's a series of exercises through the program that help you become more comfortable with speaking in front of people. And I found like that was such a a big place for my growth that I kind of wish I had that like five years ago. (laughs) But you know, time, whatever we're at, this is like the perfect time for it. So 
you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I, I was just, I would just say that no matter the career or whatever we're doing, we have to communicate with other people. And the, the easier we can make it for ourselves, like the, the, you know, more comfortable we feel, the better the outcome, because you can form relationships, you know, get those friendships. And again, it's just like building that community of people that you feel just so loved. And yeah, I, I definitely would recommend that. Last question right now, what's your favorite color and what is your favorite snack? Oh, my favorite color is pink and it has been for a while. Uh, a lot of my, a lot of the things in my, in my home are pink in my office. Okay. As far as snack, does it have to be, can it be a fruit or a berry? Whatever snack you love. Okay. I would say I, I love raspberries a lot. So if I could just have a little bowl of raspberries, that that's my ideal snack situation. All right, Volta. Thank you so much for being on Girls That Create today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Erin. It was such a pleasure. And we will have a link to Volta's website so you can see her amazing artwork in the show notes. Thank you again. Thank you. To all of you tuning in, thank you for joining us on Girls That Create on Word of Mom Radio. Art is healing. So if you're having a rough week, make time to put down some of your creativity on paper, even if it's just doodling. Here's our closing theme song by Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. Till next time, this is Erin Prather Stafford. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Sure of herself. Yeah, she takes care of biz. Powerful and strong. Yeah, she knows who she is. Has integrity. Woman strong and true. You know her by name. See, this woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true.